You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we're going to dive back into the New Balance Boston College deal and give you a little bit of the feedback you as readers have given. We're also going to talk to Emma Healy about the differences of men and women's sports and the coverages that they get. And we're going to talk to her about her most recent article in the Heights. And then we're going to get into the news because we always get into the news. So let's jump in with the Thursday news. On Wednesday, most of the news around Boston College had to do with recruiting, both basketball and football. Now, with basketball, it was not like anything... Uh, that Boston College added. You know, they have their three coaches now, but the big um, recruit that made his decision was Tyler Kolek of George Mason. Now, he was a name that had been floating around as a possible Boston College uh, transfer. He, you know, he was the A-10 Rookie of the Year last year for George Mason. Uh, he decided to transfer to Shaka Smart and Marquette. So you can cross him off your list. I know some of you were not uh, too thrilled because he He's not a power five guy, but um, I thought he would have been a good fit at Boston College. So he's one off the boards. There was a few names, however, that did um, list Boston College as a possible transfer candidate. And one that I saw that was really interesting was LSU sophomore Andre Hyatt, who entered the transfer portal today, already has heard from Boston College. Now He averaged only 4.2 points per season uh, last season. Uh, but he saw a bigger role later in the year when he had 13 points and 10 rebounds and four blocks against St. Bonaventure. So he's a big forward. Uh, he would be a big addition for Boston College, uh, but he probably will get a lot of other uh, interest around the country. But you never know. Maybe now that Earl Grant has his staff, this could be someone that Boston College could get into. The other thing with sports today had to do with Boston College football recruiting. And the Eagles had made an offer, and this is one that you will all find interesting, with a tra- uh, a decommitment from Notre Dame. And it's a tight end named Jack Nickel. Now, I always want to say Jack Nicholson when I see that name, but he is from Georgia. He is a high three-star um, recruit that had offers from Georgia Tech, Florida State, and a, a myriad of other schools, Miami, Maryland, you name it, he has it. But he's been contacted by Boston College. And I spoke with him, and his interview is up on bcbulletin.com if you want to hear what he had to say. Now, I thought this was interesting because Boston College for the class of 2022 already has two tight ends committed to the class. They have Matt Reagan from Lawrence Academy, and then they have Jeremiah Franklin from Virginia. So they have two really good tight ends. Would they grab three? I don't think that wouldn't be that be that that bad of an idea for Boston College because with uh, you know the way that the recruiting cycles can go Franklin I've seen get offers from Wisconsin and a bunch of other schools he could jump or even if he stays having three tight ends isn't a bad idea given 
that you have so many question marks at that position. You know, Hunter Long is gone. You have, you know, Charlie Gordon here and a few other guys that may be able to do it. And Boston College did not get a single tight end commitment in the class of 2021. So adding three could not, might not be a bad idea. Now, when I talked to Nickel, the, the part that I found really interesting is that he was born in Boston. He knows the area really well. Now, he lives in Georgia now, but he knows the area. His grandparents live in Springfield. He's been up here already, and he told me that he may come back up over the summer to visit Boston College again. So he has a good relationship with the staff. He may be a name to keep an eye on in uh, the recruiting circles. The other piece of recruiting news that came out was that Boston College also offered Jude Bowery a 2022 offensive tackle out of St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Now, if you've been following uh, the work that I do on BC Bulletin, St. Francis Academy should be a name that you're very familiar with. Now, this is a, one of the top programs in the entire country and one that uh, defensive backs coach and assistant head coach Azar Abdul-Rahim has really gotten um, a strong foothold in. He... Um, you know, landed Clinton Burton Jr. last year. He has Jamal Hood. You know, they're offering basically that entire team almost every cycle. So Jude Bowery's one that you might want to watch for. He, you know, I talked to him. He really likes the school. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more offensive linemen they're going to take, but maybe, you know, just to continue to build that pipeline there is not the worst thing in the world. So that's something else to continue to watch. And then finally, just a little uh, fun uh, social media thing that popped up. I put it up on Locked on BC. Make sure you follow us there. That uh, Phil Dracovic met Cam Newton uh, at the Fish Fieldhouse today. I don't know why Cam Newton was on campus, uh, but there's a picture of the two of them, and I, I just tweeted it out with the, the with the caption, the best quarterback in New England with Cam Newton, and uh, it seems to be getting a lot of traction. Um, but I, I love Phil's play. I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan, but maybe he'll have a bigger year this year. So in a moment, we're going to look at how you reacted, the fans, about the law of uh, the new balance deal we'll read some of your tweets some of your suggestions and thoughts in a moment but before we do let's chat about rockauto.com are you in the process of doing work on your car are you going to really go to an, a store that's going to charge you 30 50 100 more than what your uh you could spend at rockauto.com don't do that rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years just head on over to the site it's easy to use and they have everything whether it's engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpets whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks best of all the prices are low and the same for everyone now just head on over to rockauto.com now and see what they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now, for the last few weeks, I have been telling you about Locked On Today, and it's a podcast you need to check out. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening to today's show. If you have not done so already, make sure to follow us on all the social media, including YouTube. All you have to do is look up BC Bulletin, and I'll I'll send out the link tomorrow to make sure that more people find that. And then you can get more news, videos, and analysis that you want on your Boston College Eagles. 
Now, as I said on yesterday's show, Boston College made a monumental apparel deal, or it's even more than an apparel deal, with New Balance. It's a 10-year deal that makes the most money for Boston College in any apparel deal that they've ever made in the history of the school. And they did it without including football. Now, we went to Twitter and our site to get reactions from you to see what you thought about the deal. I have to say, most of the comments that you, the listeners, brought up were mostly positive, and I thought that was interesting. My first commenter is Jeremy Couture, and I apologize if I butcher your name. I'm not. Couture, Couture. My first reaction was negative. I'm a 49-year-old white guy who loves wears New Balance, so he's fitting into that dad mold. I'm the stereotype. As I learn more, I'm optimistic. Non-BC friend who follows the sports apparel market closely told me it's a great move for Boston College. He says that New Balance is on the move and it's augmented by Boston Connections. Now that's the part I can't get past and I think is such a great thing for BC is that you have an apparel company one mile away from campus and now you have a unique connection with them. So I agree with uh, Jeremy's friend. I think it's a big deal. And I, I, I like what he said. I, I, I've heard too, you know, obviously with Kawhi Leonard and some of these other guys that New Balance is not just the dad shoes anymore. They're making some really good, um, you know, uh, apparel that that really connects with young people. So I, I was glad. Uh, thank you for that, Jeremy. Now, Jan Holtkin, again, if I butcher your name, I apologize. UA was unimaginative and ill-fitting. This will be a fantastic for both BC and New Balance, allowing the track team who currently have no track to use the New Balance facility will dramatically impact recruitment, not to mention improved training for existing team. Yeah, I, I saw some people just kind of like poo-pooing that too, and I, and I get that. Like Boston College should really have a track. <laughs> that's 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 uh, part one and, and two there. Uh, but that's an also a great side um benefit of this deal is that they're getting a track out of this and not just a track but one with a 5000 seat seat um venue that's that's big deal you know bc track and fields could really take a next step up because of this and so it's one mile i mean i i went to bc i know where the new balance center is it's not that far it's a good deal uh john dion afrodio uh, john dion afrodio again I, I'm I'm struggling, guys. We we are not paying for players, so the AAU implications are nada. This isn't the great scene from Crazy Stupid Love. Are you Steve Jobs? Designing own uniforms is money. Yeah, I I'm, I don't know Crazy Stupid Love, but um, I appreciate any reference to anything, and he links it, so I will retweet it tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, you know I don't know about the paying piece. I'm not getting into the the dirty part of recruiting. I know that that exists, but you're right. Designing your own uniforms that's going to be a big deal. I said it yesterday. I think it's big, and I think it's going to be something that recruits are going to not just see you know the the swoosh and say, oh you know they can show them examples. Hey, you know Demar Langford created this. You can create your own that looks anything like this, and and I think that's going to be a big deal for Boston College as well. But thank you, John, and. For all the people that have responded, I apologize for butchering your your names. Next, we have Len DeLuca, who has had a, a multiple experiences in the sports uh, world. You know, um, he was in a book I was just reading about, and he says it's Billy Rogers' original shoe company, a Watertown home, and the official shoe of the Elliott Lounge. Great to come back to our roots. And yep, you know, as a, I'm a runner, um, well, I haven't since really I had a kid, but you know, I've run a couple marathons and I've done a whole bunch of things, you know, a little humble brag here, but, um, 
uh, yeah, New Balance is 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 great gear, you know, for that. And I think that people who are in the running world know that. So uh, great, and thank you for bringing that up, Lenny. And then finally, we have John Coleman, who we've heard on this. Um, on the show multiple times. He said, absolutely love the move. The unis will be no doubt be clean. Also just realized today that dads everywhere wear new balance because it's what they wore in college. Absolutely electric. I'm all in. Now, if you haven't checked it out, you should see the, um, some of the, uh, prototypes, I guess you're going to call them for, uh, BC, um, shoes that they've created there's some really cool ones i love the gray ones i gotta get a pair of those um but check those out and thank you to everyone who who submitted your thoughts on the uh new balance deal um i appreciate i love to get your thoughts and um i'm gonna figure out soon hopefully a way to get you to to to, to be able to do this audio with audio with your own voice kind of like a call in for the show um but that hasn't come out yet. So in a moment, we're going to talk to Emma Healy of the Heights. You're going to want to hear what she has to say about the state of sports as she is uh, the editor and uh, sports editor of the Heights. We'll hear more what she has to say in just a moment. But before we do, let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet in, in on all your sports action. Football may be over. But b- uh, basketball, Major League Baseball, and the NHL are all in full swing. They've, uh, bet Online has everything. You can go there. You can find all the odds for anything you want to place a wager on. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. All you have to use is promo code LOCKEDON to get that deal. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. April 19th through 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanafora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will make trades and pick the next stars for their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcast music and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. With me, I have Emma Healy. She is the sports editor of The Heights, and she is here to talk to us about her article, Unequal Use of Qualifiers Damages Women's Sports. It's an article that she wrote that talks a lot about the inequalities between men and women's sports, and I wanted to get more of her perspective on this topic. So, Emma, how are you doing? Hi, AJ. Thanks so much for having me on today. Great. Yeah. You know, Emma and I, we know each other only virtually at this point because of uh, um, the, the world that we live in through COVID-19, but she's been at many um, press conferences with Jeff Halfley and, and other events uh, with me. So it's great to have her on. I, was, I saw her article and I wanted to kind of get into that with her. So Emma, can you kind of give us a lowdown of what you talked about in your, your article that you wrote the other day? Yeah, absolutely. So my perspective, on this is that um, using gendered qualifiers to describe sports, so for example, women's sports and men's sports, um, is done unequally in the media, um, generally, coming from a media member myself, mm-hmm. um, but it's done unequally in a way that causes um, even more legitimacy to be stripped from women's sports. Um, and the issue with that is that women's sports already have so such little traction um, in the greater sphere of sports as a whole. Um, and the way our language shapes our reality, sort of, um, especially around women's sports, it makes it 
even more difficult for women to gain any traction. And yeah, so absolutely. by using qualifiers in women's sports, um, but not in men's sports, for example, it creates sort of an arbitrary basis of comparison as men's sports um, of like the standard. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you bring up a lot of good points there. Like just, just the way it's labeled, you, you know, everyone, it, you, you, any sports fan has saw, seen the pictures of the Stanford basketball player who was showing off, or uh, coach, I think it was, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, showing off the weight rooms and the disparity between the men's weight rooms that they were getting at their tournament versus the women's weight room, what they were getting. Um, and, and you could see that. And what I thought was mind blowing from your article that I saw is that it's still continuing. You, were, you mentioned the, um, the issue with the volleyball um, tournament. Can you kind of explain that too? Yeah, of course. Um, so it recently came to light, uh, Emily Amon, uh, a Big Ten analyst, largely volleyball reporter, recently reported that a lot of the NCAA volleyball tournament uh, practice courts are layered over cement floors, which is dangerous for the athletes, um, creates a high risk of injuries. And then the NCAA also announced that there would be no live commentary in the first two rounds of the tournament. So uh, Emily Amon and a number of um, other sports journalists around the country, sports fans, of course, went up in arms about that on Twitter and said, this is completely unacceptable. Uh, In order to give women's sports any traction, we need to, you know, cover them equally and provide them with equal resources, um, which created a big backlash even after the NCAA had already come under a microscope uh, from the men's and women's basketball tournaments a couple weeks prior. And, and you know, you, you mentioned this from a, a bigger perspective, but you see it all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the lack of attention to women's sports is, is a big issue. And, and the part that floors me and, um, you know, it's been a, a, as a, as a male myself, you know, it, it's been a, pro, a, a journey myself is to, is that people are missing some great athletic moments out there. You know, it, you know, you have your Katie Ledeckis, but even if you're looking at Boston college sports, you know, watching women's lacrosse or watching Joanna McNamee's team, you, you get to see some of these great sports. And then, you, and then in terms of the tournament, you know, I, you know, there were some great men's games, but that South, I think it was South Carolina and UConn, it was one of the greatest games, you know, all year in any sport. And many people didn't miss it, missed it because they're not giving women's sports a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, what I think is interesting with that is that um, qualifying women's sports in such a way and calling men's sports just quote unquote sports yep. sort of creates women's sports as like a niche. I was looking through articles in my research for this story and um, somebody had written, you know, it makes women's sports a category, whereas men's sports is so many different facets to it that you wouldn't just call men's sports just men's sports you know but with women's Mm -hmm. sports it sort of puts them all under one umbrella and then it gives people the um grounds to say oh i don't really like watching women's sports so i don't right yeah yeah you get you get people that it's almost like a self-fulfilling cycle with women's sports that Mm -hmm. you know people say i don't i don't watch it because no one cares and then no one you know no one watches it and then it just continues that cycle but people are just missing out on these you know some really great athletes out there Mm -hmm. um so emma what you know when you're you're looking at boston college sports um what are some things that you noticed about you know you know what should because this is a boston college podcast i talk about bc every day Mm -hmm. um what are some boston college women's sports stories that people should know more about uh, on campus or things that you know 
an alumni from 15 years ago may not be aware of, but because of we're not covering as well, but things that maybe you've noticed and things that maybe they should learn a little bit more about. Yeah, well, I think the most obvious um, narrative going on in BC sports or women's sports right now is um, Charlotte North's Charlotte North's dominance on the on the lacrosse field. She's really, you know, a player yeah. for the centuries. She just set a record for most single most goals in a single game by a BC player. I believe it was also an ACC record for most goals in a yep. single game um, with ten against Virginia Tech. And you know, she was dominant last year in the shortened season, but she's become even more of an impressive uh, athlete to watch on the field this season. But then looking a little less, obviously, if you're looking at um, someone like Susanna Anderson, pitcher for BC softball, yep. um, she's a phenomenal pitcher. I don't have her stats in front of me, so I can't really speak to that, but um, she recently pitched or she's pitched a number of complete games this year and, and BC's winning the most, you know, the majority of its wins have come with her on the mound. And it's really yep. just an incredible sight to watch. Yeah. You know, I, so I have to admit, I, you know, I, I have to do my, my show to, to cater to what people are interested in. But as I've continued, you know, as I cover football and recruiting and basketball, I've got more and more requests to like, hey, AJ, I'd love to hear what's going on with the lacrosse team or softball. So I've been adding in more and more segments to talk about like, you know, Susanna Anderson was one I talked about because you know, I look at like these other sports and I look for names that pop and her name pops up all the time. You know, she's, would you say like two, two no hitters? I think she's thrown this year. Mm -hmm. She threw a back-to-back -back, uh, outings, I think of shutout ball like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so th there's all these different um, opportunities to get into some sports um, that are really exciting on campus. So uh, Emma, uh, we have to go in just a moment, but you know, let's, let's put the article aside. What is, you know, as sports editor, editor of the Heights, what has been your favorite thing that you've covered in, in the two years that you've been editor, or one and a half years, or a little bit more than that, that you've been editor of the Heights? Uh, well, I have a number. I I don't know how easy it is to narrow down to one, but <laughs> the one that comes straight to me immediately was maybe one of the most heartbreaking games I've ever seen, and it was the Bean Pot last year. Yeah. Um. It. You know, I was I was just a freshman, and I felt very excited to be at TD Garden and sitting in this press box with a bunch of really professional journalists covering uh, an incredible game. And it was the most heartbreaking game, you know, double overtime, 4-3 loss yep. uh, to BU, which hurts when I, especially since I was sitting next to the BU sports editor at the time. Yep. Um, but it was really just uh, the, the, the men's hockey team last year was really phenomenal and was very exciting to watch. Um, and then other than that, I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, the most exciting game I've ever seen uh, was BC women's basketball last year uh, on Valentine's Day against Notre Dame. I was going to uh, guess. When yeah. Emma Guy hit that, that yep. buzzer-beating shot. Um, it was one of my favorite articles I've written, but also one of the most incredible games I've seen since yep. I've been here. Oh, great. Thank, you know, Emma, you've, you do an excellent job with the Heights, and uh, you're, you have a fantastic future. You know, she, only a sophomore. It's their second year at the Heights. Uh, Emma Healy, where can we find you on Twitter if people want to follow you? Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And then my, my Twitter is at underscore Emma Healy underscore. And the Heights is at Heights Sports or at BC Heights for our more general coverage. All right, Emma Healy, thank you for being on the show. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. All right.